0: Greetings and welcome to the latest edition of the AMSSM Sports MedCast, produced in collaboration with the BJSM. I'm your host, Dr. Devin McFadden, and I'll be joined today once again by our good friend, Dr. Irfan Asif, Chair of the Department of Family and Community Medicine at the University of Alabama Birmingham School of Medicine, and Associate Dean for Primary Care and Rural Health. Today, the topic we'll be discussing actually is twofold. One, we're going to be following up on a previous podcast where we discussed the Collaborative Research Network Summit on exercise and physical activity, and then we'll be discussing the fairly newly released Exercise Medicine and Physical Activity Promotion Core Curricula for U.S. Medical Schools, Residencies, and Sports Medicine Fellowships. So, IRF, thank you so much for joining us once again.
1: Uh, Thanks, Devin. It's exciting to be here. I'm always grateful for the opportunity to speak with you.
0: If you didn't catch the uh, first podcast, I'll refer you back to the April 8th, 2021 release. Unfortunately, that one was supposed to be released prior to the 2021 annual meeting to help promote it, but there were some technological glitches, and it actually got released after the meeting, and I don't think it reached the population that we usually catch with these podcasts, so... Refer back to that one if there's any questions about what we're discussing here. But ERF, very exciting. I was able to attend this, the Collaborative Research Network Summit, and absolutely loved the topic material we covered. Can you take us through a recap of how you felt that went and then what has come out of that meeting?
1: Absolutely. So, this was uh, something that's been on my mind for several years, Um, and if you take a step back, the AMSSM Collaborative Research Network really did a great job uh, with their first summit, the Youth Sports Specialization Summit, or the YES Summit, Um, so uh, what an honor to have a chance to follow that with the Exercise Medicine and Physical Activity Promotion Summit. I co-chaired that with Jonathan Dresner, and I thought it was a, a fantastic summit. Uh, we met with folks over the course of a year and a half prior to the summit in order to put things together. And what we did is we really focused on two teams. There was a clinical team trying to figure out how you might promote exercise medicine and physical activity in your clinical practices. We think that's one of the gaps um, that we've seen with sports and and I guess sports and exercise medicine, depending on, on where you are. And so how do we get physicians to do that in practice? And then we had a second team that was really focused on what you just said, the educational piece. And through that, we went through a series of several steps and have deliverables that I think will really change sports medicine education across the world. Uh, This was a collaboration, uh, an international collaboration. So we invited many partners from across the world to be a part of this. And it was an honor to to actually put the pieces together and then to, to host the summit um, we were able to bring uh, again AMSSM members, international collaborators, folks from uh, the CDC, from the ABFM, uh, lots of really important uh, societies from around the world to the table to have this conversation.
0: Yeah, that truly was a all-star cast, the world health organization. you had you had pretty much everyone uh, represented there, and it was it was great to see, like you said, both American but also international perspectives on promoting exercise and making livable communities where you can safely be physically active. Yeah, exactly. So was this exercise promotion core curricula? I'm jumping ahead and I want to circle Mm -hmm. back, but was this a planned output from this summit or did this just happen organically?
1: Yeah, I think it was a combination of both. A few years ago, uh, Jonathan Dresner and I put together a, a small survey And uh, that included sports medicine fellows. And we asked them, uh, do you write exercise prescriptions in your practice? And 50% said no. And then uh, we said, were you taught how to write exercise prescriptions in in your fellowship? And about two-thirds of them said no. So some of the the reason that we thought people weren't doing this in practice is because they weren't educated. So we knew we needed to uh, look into this gap and the idea of developing the core curricula was certainly a deliverable that was on our radar, but how that came together, I think, was probably better than I even anticipated. And then, yes, uh, I knew that we needed to take the next step with how we might deliver this in fellowship education because, you know, when I was on the AMSSM board, I was a fellowship uh, co chair. And one of the things that people always brought up was, yeah, we can teach this, but I, I don't have the resources to do it or I don't know how to do it. And I think with technology uh, now, the ability to do modules and create those so that everybody could use them, I think that was something that would allow us to deliver this to every fellowship across the country.
0: Yeah. So you mentioned the modules. Can you touch on that a little bit more? My understanding is there are going to be eight total modules. We have seven of them currently complete.
1: Correct. So if you walk through the educational curricula, What we did is we laid out the curricula for three different groups. We have a section for medical students, we have a section for residency programs, and a section for fellowships. And then as you described, we actually took for the fellows uh, the step further to actually create the modular content for uh, that specific group. Um, Just to kind of give you a a thumbnail on uh, the other two though, so for medical school If you think of a lot of the education, it's laid out in the first two years where people might do book work, and then the second two years, people might put that into practice. And so our concept there was to think about in the book work piece, can you design, maybe you start with just a generic exercise prescription, but maybe then within the different organ systems, or systems in general, you might be able to design a specific case if they don't already have one or add an exercise prescription case into a module or a system. So for example, if you're studying the cardiovascular system, is it going to be, how do you write an exercise prescription for somebody with coronary artery disease? Or if you're in a pulmonary block, how would you do an exercise prescription for someone with COPD? Or maybe there's a hemoc block and you can do exercise prescriptions for people with cancer. So that was our general idea in the first two years. And then in the third and fourth year, we would then challenge students to actually write those exercise prescriptions. So write five exercise prescriptions in your third year during a primary care rotation. Or in your fourth year, write 10 exercise prescriptions in an ambulatory rotation. So that was the idea on the med student side. The residency side, we really... Wanted to partner with some of the uh, lifestyle medicine education that's out there, and that includes, phys- you know, the different facets of physical activity, nutrition, mental health, sleep, and so that was a way to broadly have physical activity as part of a, a key component in different residency programs. And then I'll walk through the um, eight modules here in just a moment. With the curricula, there are medical knowledge pieces that we put together. Practical content, meaning, meaning how you apply that to patient care, optional content for those gunners that just want to do more. And then uh, your assessment of performance. So for people who want to actually, uh, how are we doing with this? Or can I grade somebody? Uh, we have content in there for those, for those individuals. And it was a very rigorous process to put this together. So we had a modified Delphi process that we that we worked through on each of those curricula and uh, it, was, it was, again, uh, better than I anticipated in terms of how it came out. We did have the curricula reviewed, so it was reviewed by, you know, our educational team put it together, but the clinical team reviewed it, fellowship directors reviewed it, we had diversity, equity, and inclusion team of individuals review it, and also the AMS and board of directors, so it really went through quite a bit of refinement to get to the product that we that we ended up with, and again, this is it's something that's really you're shooting for. Maybe it's, it's the best that possibly can be. And we realize not every place is going to have the resources to do all of it. But what we thought is we just lay it out and people have a menu of things that they might choose from. Now, focusing, uh, I think, to your point, what, is the, what do the modules look like in uh, fellowship education? So we have eight different domains that we looked at. Those include exercise and behavior change. Uh, exercise physiology, exercise in clinical practice, exercise nutrition, exercise prescriptions, exercise testing, exercise training, and then exercise in population health. And uh, again, what we did is we laid out those eight domains. They have general learning areas and specific learning areas. And when we finished the curricular piece, we fed these uh, curricular guidelines to international experts who then took the next step of actually creating the modules. We received a generous gift from Ooster Health, which is a foundation focused on really trying to improve health outcomes. Uh, and they were able to give us some funding to where we could create these modules and provide them free of charge to anyone across the world.
0: That's absolutely phenomenal. And the the process you guys went through to develop this and, and make sure it's, it's inclusive, I think, is is commendable as well. So I appreciate all the hard work and I can't imagine the number of hours and the amount of email traffic that went into to making this happen.
1: Yeah, uh, it was a fun collaboration though. I I, it, I agree, but it certainly was uh, fun to put together. I, I like meeting people from across the globe.
0: Now you're involved deeply in medical education. And I realized that this curricula was just published recently. But what can we do to help facilitate adoption of of these curricula recommendations at the programs that we're associated with, at the medical schools, residencies, and and fellowships that the listeners work at?
1: Yeah, that's a great question. I appreciate the, the chance to talk about it. So, you know, again, this is identified as a gap. And to our hope is that because it's freely available for everyone that people would be able to implement this in their curricula. I think uh, promoting it on the AMSSM website it, within BJSM and within other venues is probably a great start. I think uh, it'll probably take a while, but it, it probably, my hope is it will mimic probably the ECG interpretation modules that have been out there in the past. And I, my hope is that people will start to use them. They'll see that these modules are interactive. So uh, they have pre-tests and post-tests. Uh, they have Different tiles that you uh, might organize together, or answer questions along the way. You know, different complex problems to make sure you're understanding the material. We have videos with some of those experts that we talked about. Uh, lots of different active teaching methods that are involved here. And I think you know, when when fellows uh, use this within their fellowship education, they can go at their own pace, and they'll actually uh, come away with a certificate when they when they get done. Uh, We're looking to try to get CME credit, so that would be something that's our our next step for those that aren't necessarily in in fellowship training, Uh, but I think really trying to get people to uh, promote this within programs, uh, not just in the U.S., but broad, Um, and then we're going to track outcomes to be able to look at what we need to do to improve these in the future, so certainly this is version 1.0, but uh, we can always make things better ultimately the outcome that we want to see is that people will use this in their clinical practice meaning it's great if they do the modules but i'd l- i'd love to see that we're actually doing something with this and you know when we talked about the summit there were the two groups there was the clinical group and the educational group well the underlying theme was really research within those two spaces but if we're not doing it in clinical practice or we're not teaching people we can't necessarily we wouldn't necessarily be able to do research on it So what we hope to do is to start to do research on outcomes. And one of the things I noticed, for example, is that I would say less than probably 1% of the abstracts that are submitted to AMSSM and presented each year actually deal with uh, exercise or physical activity. So I would love to see more research related to exercise and physical activity um, in our annual meeting. I would love to see that as an outcome that would, to me, start to... Help me understand that we actually made a difference. Um, and then uh, to see people begin to implement this in practice um, and to see outcomes in patient care and to be able to read about that in, in journals such as BJSM, that would be how I might define success.
0: That's great. And I love that you've already picked out some measurables as ways to identify whether this is working and we're gaining the penetrance we need. hmm I'm going to editorialize a a little bit here. I know you're the expert, but across the world, I think we have all identified that physical activity is the best drug we have. It's the cheapest drug we have, and it's something that is available anywhere without any equipment at its most basic forms, at least, and for the most part, free. So I think we all need to improve on this and encouraging our patients, uh, which understand there are barriers but I think we owe it to our patients to overcome those barriers and find the time to have these discussions. And, and I think the modules, if, if people take the time to actually do them, will find that there are well thought out ways that people have been extraordinarily successful at incorporating uh, the physical activity exercise prescription into their clinical practice. So big plug for getting people to the website to, uh, to check out your work and the work of all your great co-collaborators. And as you mentioned, they're completely free. So we will post a link to that in the show notes.
1: Yep. Thank you. No, you hit the nail on the head. Um, you can access these uh, at the uh, on the AMSSM website. And then we tried to make a, a link that was easy to remember. So tinyurl.com slash exercise modules, if you want a quick way to get there.
0: Nice. That's great. Uh, and we'll also post the curricula in the show notes as well, because the BJSM uh, was one of the publications that, that helped publish that. So what is the next big summit that's coming up? Any any news that you're working on for the future yeah. that you can share with us?
1: Absolutely. So uh, I am the chair of the AMSSM Collaborative Research Network. Uh, I work very closely with uh, Stephanie Clothermes and other AMSSM members on the team, And we've been putting together a summit with several key individuals related to health disparities. And that's going to be health disparities in sports and exercise medicine, which is a a very important topic in society. And I think that this is going to be a summit that's going to be really groundbreaking. I think we're going to make a lot of progress in this space. And I think that the the co-chairs have done a phenomenal job of bringing AMSSM experts, as well as those outside the organization, to the table so that we might be able to apply those perspectives uh, to the sports and exercise medicine space. So uh, more to come on that. Uh, we will have several deliverables and publications that we'll be able to share with folks, but that will be the next summit uh, coming up here in April.
0: That's fantastic. Looking forward to it, and I will uh, definitely be there once again, because so far you guys have been two for two in in the quality of the products that, that you've put forth. So. I thank you very much for all the hard work you and Stephanie do and Anthony previously.
1: Absolutely. It's, it's a team effort. And and like you said, Anthony was a very important figure in helping us get started. So kudos to him and Stephanie for all the work that they've done.
0: Absolutely. Well, any parting thoughts for us today as we recap anything that you've covered or uh, yeah, talk I about think, the curricula?
1: Yeah. Uh, it's a, a great chance to think about some of the other things that we're working on. So Other deliverables from the summit is we have a a systematic review and meta-analysis looking at the implementation and effectiveness of uh, physical activity assessment in clinical practice. So uh, that'll be something that's forthcoming. And then we also have a review that'll be kind of the high points of how you uh, might talk to patients about physical activity in one, three, and five minutes. So those are some things that'll be forthcoming. Uh, we are also actively trying to work with AMSSM and ACSM to think about what collaborative opportunities uh, there might be between the two organizations. So what I really like about these summits is certainly there is the summit itself, and there's a lot of work to get to the summit, but there are all these products that come afterwards, and it's the relationships and the collaborations that are you know, far-reaching, long-lasting, and I hope allows AMSSM to put a stake in the ground to say that we're also uh, here to help out in these spaces. So again, I think these summits are, are wonderful for so many reasons, but uh, those are some things to look forward to.
0: That's great. Well, I thank you for your leadership in making all these great things happen. It's truly transformative, I think, not only for uh, the AMSSM, but for exercise as medicine worldwide and and frankly, the health of our patient populations, let's hope, in the future. So. Thank you for all that you do.
1: Oh, thank you so much. And thank you, Devin, for the work that you're doing with the podcast and everything else that you do uh, in in the sports medicine space.
0: Absolutely. Well, we'd like to thank you, the listener, as well, for the time you've spent listening to us today. I'd like to encourage you as a multimedia consumer to take that next leap and visit the URL that IRF uh, just referenced, or you can find in the show notes. Uh, And really check out these modules from worldwide experts on exercises medicine. I think you'll find them beneficial to you, regardless of what your clinical practice is. And as always, we hope you'll join us again soon for the next episode of the AMSSM Sports MedCast. The views expressed are those of the speakers and don't represent the official policy or position of the AMSSM, the University of alabama Birmingham the United States Army, Department of Defense, or the U.S. government.